Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane with Keith Migra and Matt Tift. I should have put your name first. That was my bad, but I was too busy laughing at being Tift rolled. <laughs> oh my gosh. The amount of times I've heard that freaking song in the last 24 hours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to hear it a lot, but I had to watch it, then watch it again, then watch it again, then hear it, then watch it, then hear it. But the volleyball did a great job, right? We did, yeah. I'm very proud of uh, of our producer Tyler. No, it was cool. Um, you know, we, we brought this thing to life because we had a, a bit of a Twitter dare um, a few months back. That if I made a uh, a post and got several thousand retweets on it, um, over two thousand retweets, that I would do a video um, because I kind of looked like Rick Astley. Um, so I I know a lot of people kept on asking, kept on asking. I think a lot of people thought I wasn't going to do it. So um, you know, when we came up in Ohio, we shot it. And um, I can't believe how hard that video was to shoot because in the first three seconds, the first three seconds of that song is like four outfit changes and like all kinds of different steps and stuff to it. So I don't know how they shot this music video, but it was completely, totally 80s style. Like there's no other way to describe it. They must have a million cameras on it, a million different scenes they tried on. This was probably like a week process apparently because this took forever to get like three seconds of it, let alone we did one minute and 10 seconds of this. His song is like three minutes long. So um, it was a lot of fun, but at the same time, we kind of wanted to, we thought, okay, do we put this into the, uh, the music video and like make it its own deal? Or do we put it on top of the old music video? And I think this is better because you actually get to see the real one than me on top of it. So I think it's spliced out perfect. So yeah, uh, y'all did a good job. Yeah, that was, I mean, as much as I would like to take credit for that, it's all Tyler. Was. Yeah, it's all volleyball. Oh yeah. So uh, with that being said, how's your, um, how's your week been, Keith? Busy. It's been a busy, busy, busy week. We got we a lot of stuff going on in the studio. We're remodeling it. We're getting people in. We're getting our sales staff going. We're getting everything ready. So I've been just swamped, but it's been, it's been a good week. Yeah. Well, you know, we did not have a show on Tuesday night and we hadn't talked about it too much, but um, we didn't have a show on Tuesday night because of the entire, um, you know, the whole uh, trial and everything going on. So out of respect to everything going on there, we decided to um, just leave that out and let people, you know, uh, go with their families and their friends and, and kind of take everything in they needed to. And uh, we thought that was a moment of respect for everybody there and um, just didn't feel like it was a good place. So uh, now we're here. It's Thursday. We get to have some fun. So, um, so yeah, had some fun last night with that deal. And um, with that said, you know, today's another special day, Keith. What is it? It's Earth Day. Mm-hmm. Remember when you're in elementary school and you got to, like, go dig up trees or plant little shrubs in the back yes. and think it meant? Yeah. Yes. No, they gave us at one point in time, my school, they gave us like a, I don't know, like a pine tree, like a baby pine tree to plant. My parents still have it to this day. Yep. Yeah. I think we did something like that too. It, it actually may have been, maybe it was in Northeast Ohio. I think you all got pine trees. Everybody gets a pine tree. Did you get a pine tree? Did you get one too? Yeah. yeah you get a pine tree. You get a pine tree. You get right. a pine tree. We're the Oprah Winfrey of pine trees. I would much rather have had a car, but I guess it's Earth Day that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, a nice, you know, dollar share of what was good back then. Um, any stock. Of what? Been, any any stock would have been nice, you know. But, you know, pine trees are cool. I'd have been okay with that. I'd, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so it is Earth Day. And um, I think one thing I wanted to ask you about was 
um, travel. So, you know, we all live on the same little blue dot in the universe, right? We do. Um, I want to see, Keith, if you have been to a favorite vacation spot or if you uh, have a spot that you would like to, like, what's your, what's your dream place where you'd like to go? So this is going to sound really weird, but I guarantee you everybody wants to go somewhere tropical, right? From Northeast Ohio, your ideal vacation is getting the hell away from this crappy, crappy winter that we have, right? And it just snowed, even though it's spring. It just snowed. But honestly, I, I'm going to I'm gonna take a different approach. I've never been here, but I've seen pictures uh, about it. And I think I'd want to go here at least once, just so I can say I experienced Torch Lake in Michigan. Yeah, let me look this up. You do. It's, it, I'm telling you, it's the closest thing to a tropical island with the water and the sand that you can ever get inside the United States, the continental United States. Like, you just can't get any better than this. And it's right in Michigan. It's not that far from where we are or where I am. That looks like the Bahamas. Right? Not many people know about it, but the people that do know about it obviously flock there. It's a constant vacation. But I'm telling you, dude, it is one of the most – again, I've never been there, but I've seen pictures of it. It is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. And it's the fact that it's in Michigan hurts a little bit, but it's, it's, I just, it, it looks so beautiful there. Oh yeah. That, is, that looks, um, we're going to a place in May, um, by Dustin Florida called Crab Island. looks the same there, like kind of Caribbean looking deal, but that's crazy. That's in Michigan. I can't believe that. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's awesome. So what about uh, you? Um, I would really like to go to two places. Um, I'd like to go to Bali um, because I've just seen like the mountainsides and stuff like that there in the water, which looks like towards Lake Michigan, and that would be kind of cheaper, I guess, to, to do. Um, but I'd like to go there. And then um, I've been to, right, I've been to China. Um, I've been to a lot of Europe and I've seen some really cool stuff, but um, I would really like to see, um, Okay, I guess I'm going to name a few things I'd like to see because uh, I can't exactly give places. So I'd like to see the Northern Lights. I think that'd be super, super cool. Um, I would like to go to Bali. Um, that's one. Uh, Tahiti, kind of similar deal because I love surfing. I can't surf myself, but just like watching people do it. And like, it just, it, it encompasses like the entire surfing, like island thing that Hawaii is, but, you know, kind of turned more commercial as time's gone on as people move there. So I'd like to see that. Um, I'd also like to go see... Um, in one of those like big hazmat um, fire retardant, like flame retardant suits there. I'd like to go see a, um, an active volcano erupting. I think that'd be really cool. You would like to see it? I don't want to be anywhere near a volcano when it's erupting. <laughs> well, like one of the ones that's like always going. So like the one on Hawaii, like the big island, I guess like always kind of spewing the lava and like pours out to the sea. I don't know. I would just like to go see that. I think that'd be neat. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want to ever be that close like that's why like uh like hawaii and places like that like those don't tropical islands look nice they look great in pictures i just don't think i would ever really want to go like i just don't i don't have really any reason to want to visit i don't know i'm, I'm good with the continental united states i got you. that's one thing i always liked about hawaii uh, we went there one time when i was 10 or 11 and it was really cool because there's parts of it that were like a tropical um, vacation, like a Caribbean sort of a deal. But then you could also go hiking. You could go four wheeling. You could go on zip um, on uh, zip lines. You could go um, if you want to go in the city. Go go to Honolulu. Like it had everything there. So I'm excited. Uh, my wife Jordan and I we're going to go there at some point. We were planning to go last year, but obviously that didn't happen. So 
Um, I want to go back there sometime now that I'm older too, just to go like re-experience it because I was a kid and I was amazed at it, but I would love to go back again and go see it because to me, that's my favorite place I've ever been. Like I said, I've been to, I've been to most of Europe. I've been to China, I've been to all these places, but um, for some reason I just loved Hawaii. Nice. I have, um, I think probably the best, like I've been to California, like California, places like that. But I mean, Florida, I, I do like Florida. I just have no desire to want to travel that far anymore. I, I mean, I mean, I'm just older. I don't know. I just don't have the desire to do that anymore because then you got to pack. Like you, how is, when you go to vacations, God, this is when you're younger, you don't care, right? You're like, yeah, I'll take on 16 different, you know, uh, suitcases, whatever. I'm going to pack everything. But as you get older, you're like, ugh. I got to pack for it. Then I got to plan for it. Then I got to get a rental car. Then I got to worry about getting the rental car on time. Then if they don't give me the rental car, I got to worry about taking an Uber. And I don't want it like, dude, to me, vacations are just now like, they're, they're like bothers. Right. No, I, I can totally, well, especially once you have kids. I mean, like you, when you have kids and stuff, I can see that being just terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it is. And I do traveling with children. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. I got four of them, right? And it doesn't matter where we go. We can go anywhere, anywhere in the world. Doesn't matter where we go. Or we can go right down the street. Or we can go to the grocery store. Doesn't matter. There is something about being around kids out in public that just scares the hell out of you as a parent. Because most parents are like, oh my God, watch your kids, watch your kids. You don't want them to get taken. You don't want them to get taken. And I'm like, my kids would never get taken. They just wouldn't. So it's like, that's not what scares me. What scares me is, oh, are they going to say something stupid? Are they going to, you know, are they going to scratch somebody's car? Are they going to cost me money? Is there going to be an issue with something they do in us inside of a store? It's like, I would just rather not ever travel with children ever. Yeah. Well, I've always said the best, um, the best form of not wanting children or thinking about it. It's just going to Disney and just being in lines in there all day. And then you're like, huh, this seems like a terrible idea. Oh, God. I would never, ever, ever want to go to Disney World with children. I just wouldn't want to do it. I would do that's like something you do to somebody as a punishment, right? Like if you take, if, if, if they're like, hey, you know, why don't you take your kids to, to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever? The only thing I can think of is why do you hate me that much? Like, why do you despise me that you wish that kind of evil upon me? Because I have four of them. And not one of those kids are going to hit those gates and see Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald Duck and all this other stuff and actually listen to the thing we say for the next four days. It's just not going to happen. No, you're right. Well, here's one thing I've always thought, too, and I'm not a parent, so if you've taken your kids' characters, I know I'm sure people listening have, but I don't understand if you're going to go spend the astronomical price that it costs to go to Disney World, why in the world would you take an infant to two or three years old to Disney World. They won't remember a damn thing. No. No, you don't take kids. You don't th like that's stupid. But everybody does. Everybody does. That's what I don't understand. When you get the screaming infants, the dad's all pissed off. He's sweating like a hog. The mom's all stressed. <laughs> Why did you do this to yourself? No, I'm, I'm with you. And that's the thing. Like, like okay, even like, like, okay, Disneyland, yes, dude, I understand. Take like Cedar Point. Because I know we have probably a lot of people here in Cleveland and Earth East Ohio listening to us. Cedar Point is little mini Disneyland. That's what it is. Little mini Disney World. Roller coasters, pops are overpriced. You can't buy water without having to, you know, chuck one of your kids or give them away. Like, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of money that they go. Now, take Disney World, right? And this is at Cedar Point these kids are acting like that. So now take Disney World in there with things they actually want, like big plush Mickeys and gigantic Darkwing Ducks and, and anything that's related to Disney. 
Can you imagine? Like, just don't. If, if, unless you're like a like a like somebody who likes pain, don't take your kids places like that because especially your wallet. Like you are going to spend more money on plastic Chinese made crap than you will if you actually went to like Walmart and got the exact same thing and just threw it in a in a crappy game machine and made your kids give you tickets for it. No, you're right. Well, uh, another um, another thing from what kids loved um, and, and was disgusting as far as the parents and stuff like that that we'll switch topics into is, I don't know if you saw this today, but today is the 20th an anniversary of a big, hairy ogre. Everyone's favorite ogre, Shrek. Yes. That makes me feel like crap. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. That's why we're talking about it. Good. Good. <laughs> Did you like Shrek? Yeah, hell yeah, I like Shrek. I, I still like Shrek. Like, there's certain movies that you watch as an adult. And I, and I get it. I get to see that, but that's the difference between me and right now you. When you get older, and if you don't have kids when you get older, you have zero excuses to watch kids' movies. I have four excuses to watch kid movies, and I use all four of those to watch kid movies. I, I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely love it. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> that is the... If you, when I saw that video... For the first time in my life, I actually question the existence of what people do with their time. Dude, it's scary. That is, is if you just watch, if you, haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up on YouTube, Shrek is love, Shrek is life. It is the creepiest thing ever. It's this little troll in Shrek. And then there's all kinds of videos of him and Donkey. It is, I, I don't know if it's a computer. I know it's computer generated. I don't know what system or game or whatever it is. It is the creepiest, the most hilarious thing. Uh, that you will ever find, but it like it's it, like staging your brain. Like it does. It, it's it's scary. It, it it hurts is what it does. If you watch Shrek, what is it called? Shrek is love. Yeah, Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Yeah, or Shrek is life. Whatever. All I know is that when dude, and you got to make a disclaimer right now. If you are under the age of twenty five, do not watch this video because it is bet. What'd you say? Twenty four. If you're under the age of twenty four. Do not watch, I forgot you're youngish. Do not watch this video and do not watch it with kids in the room. Just don't do it. I, I was 23 when I saw it, though, Keith. You were what? I was 23 when I saw it. You saw it two years ago? Or a year ago? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. So you've only had a year of that. I've had like five. Yeah, no, I haven't had it that long. I, I guess, no, my cousins, they showed it to us uh, something at Christmas like four or five years ago, but I don't really recognize what it was until a year ago yeah all right so so while we're on this topic real quick i love shrek i like watching shrek i love uh, it was just a star-studded cast i think it's a great movie what is your favorite disney it can be anything it can be from all the way back in the day from fantasia all the way up to you know the soul movie that just came out what is your favorite disney movie why are we talking about shrek and disney that's universal i know i'm asking disney though there's a reason um Oh gosh. Well, the problem is I'm thinking like there's like classic Disney movies, there and is. then there's and then there's like Star Wars. So let's go animated. Let's go strictly animated then. Okay. Um, I'm not that big in Disney movies, but if I have to pick one, see, I, I can I can tell you the live action ones, but for the the older ones, I guess. Um, ah, Finding Nemo. Yeah, Finding Nemo. 
Really? Finding Nemo? See, now for me, the, the probably the best Disney movie is Fox and the Hound. When I was growing up, I watched Fox and the Hound. Like I almost memorized pretty much all of those uh, of the whole movie. Like I loved it. I thought it was one of the greatest movies ever. And then as I got older, I still remember trying to teach my kids about it. Like, hey, you should watch this movie. You should watch this movie. I mean, obviously my kids don't watch the 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 older stuff like they should. But so what is what is your favorite non-animated Disney movie? Well, I against popular belief on most people's things i i do really like the um the do the new disney um star wars stuff including my yeah. son movie including the mandalorian i all the live action stuff they've remade i've really liked um i didn't i haven't seen like mulan and stuff like that but i really like beauty and the beast um, with, um so you with didn't answer my question but that's okay well i'm trying to pick my favorite as i talk about <laughs> you already picked your favorite you already picked your favorite. I'm talking non-Disney movie, not a Disney movie. Still oh, I'm, animated, I'm, just not Disney. Oh, it's your favorite movie of all time. Sure. Is that what you're asking? No. I'm confused now. No. Take Disney away. Yeah. Another cartoon movie that Disney did not make. What is that? What is your favorite animated non-Disney movie? Got it. Got it. Uh... <laughs> wow. Way to throw me on the spot here. You do it to me all the time. I know. Um, can you name some? All right, so you got like, I mean, well, Shrek is one of them. You know, Shrek is a non-Disney movie. There's uh, there, uh, Transformers. Uh, no, it's Trans Transformers wasn't Disney, was it? Uh, no, there's also not animated like the newer ones, but the old ones were. But did you say it's not animated? The best Transformer movies ever in the history of the whole franchise was animated. No, no, I just said, I said the newer ones. Oh, the newer like, ones are garbage. I like those, but. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> I forgot like the the newer, like the Pixar type of movies are actually animated technically because they look so weird. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. That's so hard. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, hmm. Oh, thank you. Tyler's sending me a list of them here. I mean, there's How to Train Your Dragon, Dragon, Despicable Me, Ice Age, Claudio the Chance of Meatballs, Caroline, Madagascar. There's so many. You know, I'm probably going to have to say Shrek. Really? Yeah, I think that's a lot. But see, you're at that, and I'm not saying this condescendingly either. You're at that age where it's like Shrek was popular, but then they kept making them. As, you know what I mean? Like they, they were still making them, so they were still coming out with new ones. And now, just for me, it's over. Like, there is no more Shreks. I don't think they're going to make any more Shreks. Maybe they will. I don't know. But I doubt it. Mike, Mike, Mike Myers said no. Did he? Yeah. Like, he stopped doing that stuff. Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Well, so, okay. I like Shrek because it's actually got... It's a kid's movie, right? The, now, it's like the first two seasons of SpongeBob. They're hilarious as a kid. They're awesome. But then when you go watch them back as an adult, there's so much adult humor in them that you never knew was in there at all. And that's why I love them so much. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. It, oh, like, oh, I didn't know they put that in there. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what makes Shrek so good. But then you're talking about like SpongeBob too. Like, so that's, this is the age old question that, that I think, the, at least in, in when I was in school, it was, are you, are you a Nickelodeon fan or are you a Cartoon Network fan? Yep. And we talked about this before. And for me, it was Nickelodeon only because yep. of, 
SpongeBob and um, Fairly Odd Parents. And, um, but then I liked, I liked Art iCarly and Drake and Josh and those shows too. But I'm not, I know those weren't um, cartoons, but. Well, no, but. Line- yeah, no, yeah. but it, in a whole. Yeah. I mean, I watched both. So I, I, I guess if I have to pick one, it's Nick, but um, I always liked them both. And now, obviously, with Adult Swim, I like Cartoon Network more. <laughs> now, see, I don't. Uh, when I was growing up and I was a kid, Cartoon Network wasn't super popular. So I didn't well, really watch it, but but definitely Nickelodeon was. You know, I even had the Nickelodeon alarm clock. Do you remember that thing? Yeah, the big blimp or like the orange splash looking thing. Yeah, but it had like the little green light that looked like a like a you know one yeah. of those pacemaker things, and it's it, Nick 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 to Nick 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 Nickelodeon. Ooh. That one, dude. Like it was bad. I had that. I still want that. My parents have it somewhere now. Now I want it. If I find it, I'll bring it into the studio and we'll <laughs> we'll definitely uh, we'll watch we'll we'll, we'll play around with it. I actually had a really cool car back in 2017. So Nickelodeon actually sponsored me and um, we did the car in Chicago and it was a complete um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, themed car. What? Yeah. And they slimed the winner. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I didn't win, but I, I wanted to. Win. <laughs> <laughs> so would you ever want to be on like the kids choice awards? Like, is that something you would have wanted to do? Absolutely. Really? See, I don't think I'd want to get slimed. I just don't think that that doesn't seem fun to me. I don't know. I've kind of, I mean, at this point in my life, I'm like, whatever. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I'll be slimed, whatever. I wear my my most expensive stuff. I'll wear one of the same shirts I always wear with my stinky bracelets, and then we can yeah. uh, we can get slimed that way, Dick. I haven't got a bracelet on today. Do you? <laughs> I do. Let me see that. Throw that up Watch there. It. Oh, come on! You got to start matching. You got to start matching it up. Well, it's, you know, being named black and, and then white over here. So it, it matches. All right. At least you're even though. At least it's, uh, that, that's the key. You got, you got to be even. Well, okay. So you're saying, what, would you want to get slime? That's ridiculous. I just made a Rick Astley recreation of a music video. I don't think the word ridiculous makes sense to me anymore. No, no, it doesn't. And I got to tell you something like, dude, like that, that, that took balls to do. It was funny. And the whole time you're doing it, I'm trying not to laugh. You're trying not to laugh, but it's like, dude, like, you are literally, I haven't told you like, man, you got to call your mom because there's something not right in that situation, dude. He looks just like you, like over to the point of like, I, I just, I think something may have happened. I think there was an incident. There was a couple scenes in there, especially with the, the blue jean jacket, the denim jacket deal he had going on the Canadian tuxedo scenes. Um, I had a blue dress shirt on and if my hair was done just a little bit differently and if I had the exact sunglasses and I had just a little bit more red tint, like had we shot it outside, not in front of a green screen. I honestly think it would have been identical. Now he's a little bit shorter than me and stuff, but I mean, it is, it was actually scary at points when, when Tyler and I, the producer, when we were filming that, we would hit pause. Cause again, we're only doing two or three seconds at a time, maybe six at the most. And we'd rewatch it and watch the original video and watch it spliced um, of the one we just took. And we'd just sit there and be like, Oh my God. Like, this is scary. I mean, it was an absolute blast to watch you do that. To be, I mean, quite honestly, like, it was, oh, God, it was so much fun. Uh, and you see it at the end, too, where we shot in front of the green screen. It's actually right where Keith is sitting today, yep. where um, we shot it inside the studio. So, yeah, that was, it was fun. I mean, it would be, if you actually knew what you're doing, like, towards the end, I started to loosen up and, like, do more dance moves and stuff. I was a little stiff in the beginning, but... Uh, it was a lot. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, it was a lot of fun to do that. The only thing is it got such great reviews too. I think you're at like 33,000 people 
that have actually seen it, dude. That that makes me happy inside. Is that it's, I guarantee you, it's bringing joy to certain people. Like it's just it's just yeah. a good day for that. Absolutely, no. It's 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 been a lot of fun with it. Uh, all right, so something else that people are having a lot of fun with is uh, apparently in Los Angeles um, they put a billboard up there uh, for April twenty fourth um, for Tony Stark to come back somehow for to can try and convince Marvel to do that. I don't know why it's picked as. April 24th, 2021. Um, but they want Tony Stark to come back some way somehow. We know he died in the last movie. So what are they trying to do? I don't I don't get it. Well, I mean, yeah, he died, but I mean that's not as far-fetched as a wizard going through time. Like, you know what I mean? Like they could definitely make it happen. But if they're trying to stay true to the comics, they gotta leave it alone. They 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 gotta let it go. And the reason is, is, dude, like, you gotta remember, this whole thing, all of it, all of the Avengers, everything started with Robert Downing Jr. and Tony Stark. Like, the the, the whole oh. timeline, everything. Yeah, no, it was all Iron Man. And, and like I told you before, I'm, I'm trying to watch the chronological order of the Marvel movies. I haven't made much progress since the last talk, but I am trying to get through, through the summer to watch the entire thing. But yeah, I mean, all goes back to Tony Stark. And one of the cool things about him and Captain America back then was, I mean, they get into such stupid comedy sometimes in the Avengers movies it kind of makes me mad because their actual backstory movies are so good that I feel like they're great when they're put together but sometimes they take the writing to kind of go off a little bit with them um, the one cool thing I did see this week was um, the guy that plays Loki and apparently he was um, he was auditioning for the role of Thor and Loki and apparently they never told him which one that he was going to get but that he got he got a role and they didn't tell him which one so um, I think they, they preliminary told him that he was going to be in the Thor room. And this is a like you know, pretty tall, kind of lanky dude. Right. And um, he put on 20 pounds of muscle in six weeks and came back. And probably not all muscle, but he put on 20 pounds in That's six weeks. Yeah. And came back and said, and they said, oh, you get the role of Loki. And I think that's so cool because um, they knew that they wanted him. But he said in his interview that he said that, that was probably a test of my commitment to the role and the character in there. And you got to think if you're going to be on a Marvel movie, um, that you got to be fully committed. So I thought that was really cool that he didn't take it as an insult. He's like, no, I think they're just testing me to see how well prepared and well committed I was to this role. And even though he didn't get Thor, um, I still think that he's probably one of the most memorable characters and will still continue to be as they build out his movie and stuff like that in the MCU. Um, but I just thought that was really neat that he went out there and was like, yeah, I, I auditioned for both roles and they wouldn't tell me which one. I came back six weeks later. I was 20 pounds heavier, full of muscle. Like that's, that's freaking cool. And for people that are, uh, we just had a deal today where like people just don't commit to stuff and finish things and just pisses me off sometimes. Oh yeah. Someone like that who wants it that bad. Like if you want something and you want something done, go do it. I mean, do what it. a, what a heck of a job to go do that. And then, you know, be in the biggest blockbuster series of hollywood you know in the last couple of decades like that's awesome oh yeah dude absolutely and that's the thing is you hit it out like people don't understand how much work actors actually have to go through and, and i don't think anybody really understand it you know what i mean like i just don't think people get it i was reading um the book uh, green lights by Matt mcconaughey this last week and just finished a highly recommended book um and he was talking about in there how he would prepare for roles. And so he, it's not really like an acting book, it's just a book about his life. Very easy read, I read it in two days. Um, like very, very good book. And he would talk about um, 
every character who'd go off into the desert or the Mojave or something like that, or he'd go to the Amazon and the Congo, like the dude's nuts. Um, but he'd go find tribe leaders and he'd go just backpacking with nothing with him. Just said, I'm going to go away for six weeks. And he had this role for a dragon slayer. And he, um, every day he would go, he made a plan. He was going to wake up every morning, take three shots of tequila because he figured this guy would be a fire breathing, you know, guy coming after a dragon every day. So every morning woke up three shots of tequila. Then he'd go on a, um, a 20 mile run. There's a 10 or 20 mile run. Um, out and back barefoot in the desert to get blisters on his feet to be a tough guy like the dragon slayer. Then you do a full workout and then you do this and this and this. None of it had to do with lines, but dude, that just taught me how much that someone like him put into a role and just became this person. Every bit of him became that, that character he was playing. And I think that's really, you know, you know, just unique for a profession because we talk about these people of, you know, they're so lucky that they got this part or they're so lucky that they got this job. Um, take Elon Musk, for example. He said there's, he's so lucky because he thought of this idea. These people are working their absolute asses off at what they're doing and something worked out. When I read that through um, Matthew McConaughey's book, what, what struck me in there was saying he literally went six weeks, no phone, no food really, just off into Africa or he went to South America and just engulf himself to become this character. And I'm just thinking, everybody looks at Matthew McConaughey, give him crap, does this, does that, whatever. But have you ever taken six weeks and gone away from your family and just tried to become a person that's not yourself and just become another person to just for making a movie, to make a story? Dude, that's that is- crazy. That's like a month, that's like a month and a couple and, and two weeks away where they he didn't talk to his family either. Nope. He did nope. nothing. He went away for a month and a half. Yeah. And, and basically tried to do something. He tried to get into character. And that like the fact that you have to be away for a month and a half away from your family and not, not getting to call him, not I getting see. to see him. It's see. crazy. Yeah. He did. So in that same book, um, I won't tell too many stories, but the one I thought was really cool. He went to Africa to this tribe to live amongst them. It was for another role. Um, but he also wanted some like soul searching clearing before he, this was during the time where he was going from rom-com Matthew McConaughey to um, to being serious roles uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he wanted to refine himself. So he lived amongst this African village, and um, so I forget the name they called him down there, but basically they knew that there's this white dude that's super buff and stuff like that that's going through and living amongst the people. So. As a challenge, um, the this guy from three villages down, he came over and um, challenged uh, McConaughey to a fight. And um, so, because they just saw this big, white, strong dude, you know, that's been living amongst them for weeks. Right. And so he went and he challenged him to a fight. They walked five miles out to a mud pit, the entire village out to this giant mud pit. They ended up like uh, just exchanging blows left and right. Not nothing like a Jake Paul stupid fight. Like this is legit, um, and so then it was like a one round, two round. He couldn't even understand the language they're talking. He just guessed what it was. Like the guy puts his hand on his waist, so he said, "Okay, well, I'll put my hand on his waist." And then, like, just completely going off of human cues, even through a language barrier there. Sure. And, and end up being a draw, but they actually um, so the village um, cheered him on as the winner because he accepted the challenge of that. And I thought that was so cool because again. 
Um, it was just talking about he was not afraid to back down. He was not afraid to do anything with it. And after reading this book, um, it kind of gave me a different perspective of, you know, I've been dealing with stuff mentally for a while. Um, I've sure. been doing stuff with it. And when I read his book, I realized that he was someone that, or is someone that put himself out there that was not afraid to live, that just said, screw it. I'm going for six weeks. I'm going to go live with an African tribe. I'm going to go in the Mojave Desert and become this person. He has done so much to, to enhance his life and his spirituality and his person. I was like, you know what? Compared to him, I've done nothing. And I thought that was so cool. And so I'm trying to you know, learn lessons from that book of what to do sure. growing as a person. And again, just check it out in the screen lights by Matthew McConaughey. Just, I don't know, give me a new perspective on things and, and going back to the Earth Day deal. Um, getting to see how people live like that um, in Africa and in tribes and then going to the Congo River and the Amazon River um, and different parts of the world. Like the stuff he's done, we just don't get to see it that much in our everyday, you know, iPhone life. So I just thought that was really, really cool. No, absolutely. You're right. And that, I mean, it's, it's an interesting story. The book is good. Like I know exactly what book we're doing. We talked about this off air. We both are. I, I've read it already. You're almost done with it. Or are you done with it? I'm done, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, it's just an absolutely, absolutely fantastic book. But getting to see how people do stuff like that, whenever that, that's why I think it's so good to have the show. Because you get a chance to show fans who you really are. And that book kind of got a chance to show you how he made it, how he did it. And it gives you an inside glimpse of, of it's not all glamour. It's just not all glamour. Fame and fortune is not 100% glamour. And people don't understand that. There's so many sacrifices you have to make to get to where you are. But you're right. Once you decide you're going to do it, you got to do it. And you push for it. You get whatever you want that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think this is kind of a cool topic to talk about. Um, you know, we have been together building Cam Voice the last few weeks that I've come on, but also yep. you're starting to get a lot of roles as an actor, but also just expanding in business in your life and things like that. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people that are coming out of college that are doing things. And, you know, I've been a master driver, now a team owner, doing all this stuff. And on paper, again, it sounds great, but what would your, if you have somebody listening to this, whether it's through a podcast or watching this live, what would you say are your main takeaways for what you need to do to succeed in life or go after goals? Because I think a lot of people, and you and I have even talked about it, um, when we have our a risk analysis of the company, when I was way up here and you're down here, and we're like trying to compare where do you take that leap to go with something. Yeah. What do you think you've had to learn? And what are those lessons that you've had to either accomplish or maybe you're still working on? Well, I mean, you know, I think as a, for one, if you own a business or you're trying to act or you're trying to get anywhere in a career, if you don't, if you don't take the risk, you don't take the jumps, you're never going to make it, right? You're going to be stagnant. If you can't make the leap, you're always going to stay on the other side. So if you're trying to get to the other side of the cliff, there's never a bridge. There's never a bridge over to get there. You have to jump. You have to leap. But something that I found out over the past, I mean, eight months, nine months, 10 months, right? 11 months, whatever happened when, when this whole crazy journey started with from, from Hillis to you to Mark to, to everybody, it's, it's negativity, Right. The first thing you have to cut out of your life is negativity. Doesn't matter if it's if it's negativity coming about, uh, you know, anything on the other. It, it doesn't have to do with at all with you. But if you're breeding and breathing ne uh, negativity, you're never going to be able to make that jump. So if you don't get out of that negative bubble and start just appreciating things that are going right in your life, anything, just something, you could just be like, hey, I didn't stub my toe today. And you got to focus on that. You focus on that and you keep moving. But a lot of the stuff that, that 
goes on in acting or getting the auditions is you have no idea if you're going to get these auditions. So you're just constantly sending out auditions and, and, and it, it, yes, you read the audition page and you don't, it, you know, you don't have time to try to adapt to that character, right? You don't have time to try to be that person. You just have to read it to the best of your ability. You try not to make it sound like every other audition you did, right? You try to put your spin on it, your twist on it. And I think that anybody who's trying to, to act or, or even again, it's the same thing with building a company. If you try, if you try too hard, you're not going to make it. You're just not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's, that applies for getting a job or stepping out or doing whatever, like it, it applies across all things. And, you know, I think we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but you see so much going on. Uh, I think last week we saw, or this week we've seen a lot of hope come out of people from, from the current events that's happened. Oh yeah. And I think, and we've seen, you know, between the hope of, um, you know, criminal justice or things that are going on between um, what people want to do and, um, you know, coming out of um, the coronavirus and things like that. I think it's a very cool time to kind of look at what do people want to be? You know, I think that's that's such a big thing because people have been lost for a while. I know I was lost for several months before I found the team deal. And um, I, I have had a taste of what that's like. So I think there's a lot of people now sitting, waiting to um, waiting for that correct uh, moment of when they want to take that leap. So absolutely, um, I think that's a, that's a big thing that's going on, but um, I think that's going to be a very cool thing to, um, to see what happens is how people, you know, even heck the, the freaking Dogecoin thing, Bitcoin thing, people are excited, just throwing stuff at some trying to make something happen. I think that's awesome. But, Which I did uh, buy some. Did you? You did. did. Nice. Okay. Well, anyways, we got to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with some, uh, some more fun topics before we um, end the show. And uh, we'll be back in a few. Welcome back to Life of the Fast Lane with Matt Tifton and myself. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Sounds like you just had to um, take a little fast lane to the bathroom there, right, bud? Dude, I had to pee so bad, I couldn't even breathe. Like, I guarantee you that if you look at the stream or you're watching it, I'm like, like, I just wanted to, I, I never have watched the clock so hard in my life. I'm like, okay, we're not going to take a break until like 745. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. But dude, like after a minute, I, I had to just text you. I'm like, dude, just say we're taking a freaking break already. So I don't piss my pants. So then, so you're telling this on the stream, you're looking for that. But then how is the stream with a painful? It was bad. <laughs> it was, it was bad. I hate that feeling when you've held it for so long and your bladder is literally about to burst, but you start going and it's not even relieving. It's just painful. And you're just like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. You didn't make me laugh like this five minutes ago. <laughs> this is bad. That was like the worst. That was the, I, there's been times where like, you know how you have to like, you're running and you're running. Like, I'm not going to make it. And yet like you accept certain defeat. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I'm just going to piss on myself. It's done. I understand what you were talking about when you peed in your fire suit. Now you just, at, at some point in time, you're like, F it. I can't do it. No, that's, it only would get to that point. Then like, uh, <laughs> like you can't, so that would be the feeling in, in the car. I'm like, well, not holding it past this. <laughs> There's no win. I sweat out all I can. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. 
right, so um, one thing that's been coming out, and I want to go see, actually, before I get to that, I saw the movie called Nobody last week. Have you seen that yet? It is a completely undersold movie. What's one it of, called? I, Nobody. No, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's the guy from Better Call Saul. It is, oh, I love him. Yeah, so it's the same guy, and um, it's got, oh, what's what's the dude's name? Doc in, um, in Back to the Future. Why am I losing it? Oh, Christopher uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd is in it as the dad. It is. It did not have a big advertising budget, didn't have a big movie budget, but I'm telling you, I have not, and the plot has been done a million times. It's a guy who is like an ex-something, people are trying to kill him, blah, 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 family's in danger. I've seen that plot a million times. Dude, I'm telling you, this is one, this movie between the action, the plot line, the storylines, and the humor in this thing, probably the most fun movie I've seen in years. Really? Yes, that good. The only thing is, I liked him in Better Call Saul. I love Better Call Saul, dude. That was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite shows. I've kind of gone away from it recently, but I love that show. Yeah. So I, I actually, I've actually never watched it. I just knew of it because my dad likes it a lot, um, and he liked Breaking Bad too. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, a really, really good movie. So before it goes out of theaters or on HBO Max, go, go watch. I'm telling you, it is worth it. It's like got the diehard vibe, but even more family friendly, but then also way more plot twists and things like that. It's just, it's just very, very well done. But anyways, when I was in the theaters for that movie, I saw, um, and all the posters everywhere. Uh, of course, growing up, I saw Mortal Kombat everywhere for video games and stuff like that. I thought the trailer looked absolutely atrocious atrocious are you kidding me dude he like sub-zero like turns the dude's blood into an icicle and stabs him with it i, I get it but then you have like this the giant fire dragon like this just looks bad i don't know man i don't think it looks that i don't know i'm gonna so i've been me and the, the volleyball have been discussing um game you know when they make movies into games and how sometimes they can just be absolutely awful assassin's creed was one of those games that they turned into a movie that was horrible. But dude, I honestly think like this movie might not be so bad. You gotta like give it a look. I will give it a shot, but if it's anything like Assassin's Creed, I'm gonna be greatly disappointed. Um, I just, I don't know. To me, it looked like, why not just have um, Final Fantasy IV as a, as a movie? Like just screw it. Let's, let's make every video game ever made and just keep monopolizing it and make it into a movie. Not do a movie into a video game, but a video game into a movie. Let's make Grand Theft Auto the, uh, the movie now. Like, why? They, I, I if you make, what do they make Grand Theft Auto a movie? Isn't that like Need for Speed? I don't know. Like, I mean. Well, it's like that mixed with. Or not Need for Speed, Fast and the Furious, I guess. What? Yeah, but with a little bit more of a gangster thing. And I don't know. What but, other? They've turned a lot of uh, video games into movies, though, haven't they? I feel like it's the other way around. Really? Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Super Mario Brothers, Sonic the Hedgehog, Max Payne, Street Fighter, Warcraft, Doom, Double Dragon, uh, Alone in the Dark, Assassin's Creed, Pokemon Detective, Wing Commander, Silent Hill, Lord, uh, Tomb Raider, uh, Street Fighter, and Prince of Persia. Can you tell me any of those movies that have been good? Tomb Raiders were good with, with, with uh, I like the Tomb Raider movies. Okay, yes, I will give you Tomb Raiders. Yes. I didn't see Prince of Persia, so I don't know. No, I didn't see that either. But 
very good video games, but I'm telling you, like none of those strike to me the, as being a good movie. Well, the volleyball just said Prince of Persia was eh. It was one of those, I, you know, eh, whatever. But just, Silent Hill was fantastic. And dude, any of those that are good, Resident freaking Evil? I've never seen them. You've never seen any Resident Evil movies? I actually don't know what that is. I, what? I, what's, what's Resident Evil? Dude, I, I don't even know how I can I don't even know how I can describe it. The resident and he's evil? No, dude, raccoon like you what? The Umbrella Corporation? What? Dude, you need to I don't care what you're doing tonight. Just pop it in. Even if it's just background noise, put it on your phone, fall asleep to it. You need to at least watch one of the Resident Evils. What is it? It's a it's a zombie apocalypse type movie. I, I'm, I'm I don't even know what to say. Like I don't even. i It hurts my feelings that you don't. That you've never seen this. This movie. I can tell. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, dude, the only reason is like Resident Evil movies are one of my favorite movies growing up. Like I just. I had the biggest crush on her in the whole entire world. Okay, so Tyler sent me Resident Evil the summary. So Resident Evil. Known in Japan as Biohazard is a Japanese horror video game series and media franchise created by Capcom. The franchise follows people trying to survive outbreaks of zombies and other uh, monsters created mainly by the pharmaceutical company Umbrella Corporation. That just sounds awful. What? Okay, one. Tyler just said, the volleyball just said, end the stream. (laughs) One, I don't like... um, I don't like horror stuff, but two, it just sounds like it's Call of Duty Zombies. So Could get, God, Call of Duty Zombies came way after this. Okay, well, it just sounds like zombies. Oh. And then the pharmaceutical company, that part of it sounds cool. I'll give you that. That, that part of it sounds cool. I just, I just have no interest in that. No, I don't think I'll be watching that. Oh, my God. I mean, and you gotta remember, Mortal Kombat. There was a movie, a Mortal Kombat movie in 1995. I didn't know there was a 90s movie. It was horrible. Yeah, no, that's so. That's my point. What? There's not that many. Okay, so maybe you get a one in, once in a while, but as a video game franchise. Yeah, but why? Well, Doom. What? I mean, that was a, that was The Rock. That was a decent movie. Which, I'm sorry. What did you, you say? It was Doom with The Rock. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a good movie. That was an older movie too, but it was still a good movie. Okay, talking about games and movies that actually end up being good. Um, I know this is off of Robin Williams, but I love the new Jumanji series. Oh yeah, hundred percent. New Jumanji, they're great. They're fantastic. You want to know what the old Jumanji and uh, the Robin Williams ones and The Rock? Those Jumanji ones are. I'm so glad they're making the third one. Well, but you want to know why they're so good? Because they didn't try to reinvent it. They no, just they said, these are separate movies. We're going to make it our own. They didn't try to take the original and redo it. They just said, we're going to make, that's why they're so good. It's because you don't, you cannot compare the two because they're, they're all, well, all three of them are separate movies than, you know, what, what they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you turned it into being a video game that sucks you. And then the other one's like a busted computer thing. Um, I thought the, is it Nick Jonas that's in it? He does an awesome job. On it. Like, yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah. Remember in that movie, just hold their weight fantastically. And I love, 
I love Jack Black as Bridge. I love Jack Black as the girl even more as being Bethany. Jack Black as Bethany in that movie is absolutely hilarious. Oh, playing a yeah. He's so good at it. That's the scary part. He's, he's scary good at being a girl in that movie. He is. He, he is. But the thing is, Jack Black is one of those actors that only come around once in a lifetime. Like, he is. He will be one of the greats. He will always be remembered because he can do all those things. But Jumanji's had a. I mean, the other Jumanji had a star studded cast, too. But now these really have a star studded cast. Kevin Hart's amazing in it. The Rock is fantastic. And then you just put everybody in. I mean, it's just. It's overall, it's just a great premises and it was a great movie. Like, they, they, they evolve with the times. You know what I mean? No, for sure. I love um, the fact that this week that Jack Black, he's not today, but he's trending all week long because of his role in School of Rock. And I got to tell you, like Jack Black, um, there's a there's a series on YouTube that goes through actors, different like movies and the characters they played and stuff like that. Yeah. I'll send you, it's 45 minutes long, but I'm telling you it's worth every minute. And nice. they're making um, Tropic Thunder. And he literally almost got killed by a hippo. He broke his leg and stuff coming off of it, like flying off of, the back, you said no, maybe it's a rhino. He was a rhino. He got flipped off the back of a rhino. Almost broke his. He broke his leg. Um, they almost had stop production. And just his entire story of everything he does is awesome. School of Rock was badass. Like Jack Blackman, of course, um, all the his band stuff. Um, like Jack Black is just that's somebody you want to go have a beer with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine his story? It's crazy. It'd be awesome. Like that would be absolutely epic. <laughs> Well, it looks like we are uh, encroaching in that eight o'clock hour. We haven't really shouted this out yet. You guys need to follow me at Keith My Girl One. Follow Matt at Matt underscore Tift, and uh, check out our Patreon. Check out our Teespring, and uh, I don't know anything else you want to add. Yeah, check out the Teespring. Go get some merch for the summer, and then also um, for your if you would like to make your own Rickroll video, uh, you can co contact Cam Voice, who produces this um, podcast and, and many others. So I post about them on my Twitter. So go um, give them a shout if you'd like to go make that. Or if you want to start with your own podcast and blabber with me and Keith about something or other people, um, we, they also offer that service. Go, go check them out because they're the guys who made this show possible and the um, stupid social media stuff I'm doing possible with getting, um, getting people tiff rolled. So um, check them out. Absolutely. Then when are we coming back? We will be back on Monday night, unless we decide to do a different special show, but we should be back on schedule on Monday night. That's right. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you Monday. It's life in the fast lane.